The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight, or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you asleep. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of our new liturgical year for 2024, and we have the next four weeks of this holy season to prepare to welcome Jesus Christ, the newborn King, into our world on Christmas Day, although this year the fourth week of Advent is only one day, actually less than a day, so it's a, it's a, short, it's a shorter Advent this year. Um, but the reading, and that's because of the way that Christmas lines up, the Christmas is on a Monday this year, so... The fourth Sunday of Advent will, will be the, a very short week, a short Advent, but it's still a very beautiful season uh, preparing for Christmas. And the reading from the gospel this morning might seem like it doesn't quite fit into the mood that we are expecting uh, and hoping and looking forward to on Christmas. Yet every year, this happens every year, whether we're hearing from the gospel of Matthew, Mark, or Luke, this gospel on the first Sunday of Advent sometimes kind of hits us in a little bit different way than we might be expecting. It brings a message that is more alarming than it is peaceful. The scene for this first Sunday of Advent is on the Mount of Olives, and this is a little mountain uh, to the east of Jerusalem, so it's just uh, across the valley, and you can, from that mountain, look back into Jerusalem and see the Temple Mount from there. And Jesus was there doing some teaching where he often would be. And it was just a few days before he would enter into his paschal mystery, that is, his passion and death and resurrection, which would eventually lead to his ascension back to heaven. And he's with Peter, James, John, and Andrew, and they ask him a question, because he's, at that point he's talking about the end times, and it's alarming them, the things that he's saying. And so they ask him, what is it going to be like at the end times? And his response Jesus gave them, gave all of us, this message of warning or preparedness. He says, be watchful, be alert. I say to all, watch. Every year we begin Advent, this time of waiting for Jesus' birth, by hearing this message and by reflecting on and recalling 
why he was born, where his birth is leading. That is, to die for us as redemption for our sins, to rise from the tomb, defeating death and making a way for us to heaven, and then to come back again someday to take us to heaven himself. And so Advent, the word means coming. Um, This is a season of waiting for Jesus' coming. Advent is not just preparing for Jesus to come at Christmas, it's also even more so for us in this era. It's about welcoming him into our hearts, Jesus coming into our hearts in a new way now, and then thus waiting and being prepared and ready for him to come again at the end of time. That's what this season is meant to teach us. So those two things, welcoming him into our hearts now, in a renewed way now, and waiting for him to come again at the end of time, these two things are really one and the same. They're really one and the same. Because waiting and watching for Jesus to come again, that spirit of of holy vigilance and watchfulness, what it does for us is it creates a space in our heart. It creates a space in our heart, that desire, that waiting, that longing. We feel that, and it creates a space in our heart for Jesus to come again. But as we're waiting, he starts to fill that space even now. In the parable of the gatekeeper we heard today, Jesus offers us an image of the model Advent servant. The model Advent servant. One who is watchful and ready for his Lord to return, even and especially at the times that we might be tempted to be sleepy. We list, he listed the four different watches of the night in the, in, the, in, the, in the parable. Times we might be expected to be found asleep. Yet we have something... Uh, different in our relationship with the Lord than, than this, this uh, gatekeeper in the parable has with his Lord. Whereas the gatekeeper is likely watchful out of fear, right? Fear of punishment and what he might lose if he's found asleep. We're watchful for a different reason. We're watchful out of hope and utter optimism for all that we have to gain upon Jesus' return. We don't want to miss that or we want to be awake for that. So Advent is a gift each year, a gift that reminds us of all that we have to gain when we recommit to uh, making room in our heart for Jesus now so that we're ready to receive him, the gift of eternal life when he comes again. And this all comes down, we could say, to being wise, being wise, having wisdom from above to discern the true value and the difference between what the Lord's of this world offer, things that frankly give us anxiety in the short term, and what our Lord Jesus offers, that is eternal peace that the world simply cannot give. So where do we go to learn that kind of heavenly wisdom? There's a book called True Devotion to Mary. Some of you may have heard it, some of you may have read it. Um, It's written by St. Louis de Montfort, and In this book, this treatise on devotion to Mary, um, he points us to the mother of Jesus, to our mother. St. Louis wrote this treatise in 1712, but it it really gained popularity over a century later when it began to be more widely available and continues to be quite popular even in our day. And St. Louis wrote that true devotion to Mary helps us to be enlightened in our doubts, to be put back on the right path, when we go astray, 
to be protected when we're tempted, to be strengthened when we're weakening, to be lifted up when we fall into sin, to be encouraged when we are losing heart, to be consoled in the trials, crosses, and disappointments of life that every single life faces from time to time. Furthermore, he wrote, true devotion to Our Lady is holy. That is, it leads us to avoid sin and imitate the virtues of Mary. St. Louis then lists what he calls the 10 principal virtues of Mary. And we have adopted those 10, 10 virtues here at Mary Queen of Peace uh, for the 10 months of September through June. So our, our virtue of the month each month, we're going through each of these 10. And one reason is it's always a good time, right? It's always a good time to learn about new virtues and, and focus on one at a time, just keep one at a time, building up our virtues and our discipleship. But in particular, you know, we are preparing to enter into uh, a new time period, a new phase for our whole archdiocese and how that's going to affect us as a parish, you know, entering into a new parish family on July 1st as part of the Archdiocese Partners in the Gospel Initiative. So it's a fitting time to just refocus and build up our, our spiritual defenses against, um, well, just to be prepared for what's to come, right? Uh, and to focus on allowing our parish patroness herself to teach us, to lead us into this time period, and to recognize how she is that perfect model of discipleship, always, always pointing us to her son. Mary is always pointing us to Jesus. That's why we have such high regard for her in our church. In the first three months of this fall, September, October, November, we prayed for, if you notice in the in parish media, either the email, week, the email that's sent out every Thursday or in the bulletin, we have our virtue of the month. So the first three months, we've had heavenly wisdom, angelic kindness, and heroic patience were the first three virtues that were we're learning about and practicing. And so I often preach about these virtues at the Friday morning Mass, and I don't know if I ever have at the Sunday Mass in particular, but I'd like us to use these three Sundays of Advent to kind of backtrack and, re, and revisit these three virtues that we've had this fall already, uh, beginning today with heavenly wisdom. So what are some things that we can say about heavenly wisdom? Well, for one, we can notice the, the, the difference between the two different types, types of wisdom. Heavenly wisdom implies that there's another type of wisdom. And when we rely upon our own wisdom, we know that oftentimes that leads to mistakes. Uh, mistakes that come from pride or short-sightedness because we don't, we don't know everything and we don't see everything. We don't have the heavenly perspective always in mind. And we don't see that type of uh, we don't see that type of behavior in Mary. She's a model for us of heavenly wisdom because for one, for one we can see at the Annunciation, uh, she didn't know how things were going to work out. But she had the gift of acting on and waiting for heavenly wisdom to unfold. And it didn't prevent her, therefore, from saying yes to God's plan. And in relation to today's gospel, it was precisely that posture of watching and waiting without demanding to know how it will all work out that allowed her to wait for heavenly wisdom to unfold and reveal its fullness to her and to the world. This is the model of Advent discipleship for us. It was through her posture of watching and waiting that she was able to say yes 
to Jesus Christ being born into our world. And aren't we so grateful, even 2,000 years later, for her yes? And it's that same posture that will enable us to say yes to Jesus Christ being present, both in our parish and also in our own hearts, our own personal lives. One commentator on Mary's virtue of heavenly wisdom wrote this. A wise person knows what is most important in life, love for God and desire for the salvation of souls are hallmarks of true wisdom. Our Lady had a burning love for God and an ardent desire for the conversion of sinners and their eternal salvation. Those are marks of heavenly wisdom. This Advent, let's prepare for Christmas in all the best ways by following Mary's example of heavenly wisdom. Let's watch for the Lord to come to us with opportunities for loving God and saving souls. And that always starts with our own soul, right? That always starts with making sure our soul is on the path to salvation. The sacraments are always ways that we know are helping us on the way to salvation. We have confession uh, regularly offered Friday morning, Friday evening, Saturday morning. Uh, we also have our Advent penance service coming up a week from Wednesday, so December 13th. There's other Advent penance services at other Eastside parishes. We'll have on that evening uh, five other priests, in addition to myself here at the church, to hear your confession. Um, the Eucharist is so important during this Advent journey. Uh, of course, including Sunday Masses, uh, which includes, we'll talk about this more later, but that includes December 24th is a Sunday Mass. That's not Christmas Eve until the evening. So we'll talk a little more about that a little later. But be prepared for that, right? Um, you can go on Saturday night if you, if you need to get it out of the way, if you don't want to go twice in one day. But that all being said, um, the Eucharist, so important. Holy Days of Obligation. They're, all, they're actually Holy Days of Opportunity, but we call it Days of Obligation, right? Um, what's our motivation? Is that a fear of punishment or what we're gaining, what we're receiving? Uh, there's a holy day this coming week, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. It's on Friday. We will celebrate the Vigil Mass if you come on the evening. So that will be Thursday evening, not Friday evening. Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Before that, we will have our tree lighting and, and blessing in the plaza at 6 p.m. After Mass, we'll have time for fellowship and uh, cocoa and cookies in the narthex. The daytime option will be Friday morning at 9 a.m. for the Holy Day, this coming Friday. Um, and also, as we have during Advent, Wednesday night, candlelight masses. Those are not obligations, they are, but they are free opportunities to have a midweek opportunity, 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, to have the lights are low, we have candlelight, it's quite a beautiful setting, to receive the Eucharist uh, during the week as an extra boost during your Advent season. So let us ask the Holy Spirit for the grace of, holy, of heavenly wisdom. Uh, the grace, that is, to see the beauty of God's will in every moment. To be watchful and waiting for God's will to unfold in every moment. Uh, to have a posture of watching and waiting and, and conversing with the Lord first. Conversing with our Blessed Mother first, rather than going to another person first, which can tempt us to uh, not really tapping into heavenly wisdom at times, but going to prayer first um, so that we can better know his will and put it into action. 
and pray for the wisdom to wait and watch and to see all things more and more with the eyes of Mary and the eyes of Jesus Christ, her son.